Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. All right, guys, this is a late edit because this information just came in. The Sharks put out a statement at 107 this afternoon saying that the team has announced that general manager Doug Wilson will be taking a temporary medical leave from his day-to-day activities. In the interim, Sharks assistant general manager Joe Will will be handling the team's day-to-day operations. That's all I know at this point. Obviously, our thoughts go out to Doug Wilson and his family and hope that he gets better from whatever is going on as quickly as possible. Again, that's all we know right now. And if I have any more information to share with you, I will tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. With that, I'm going to take us back into what I had recorded for this edition of The Build Up. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the buildup as we prepare for tonight's matchup against Toronto at the Tank, the Sharks' final home game before they go back out on the road for five games starting Sunday in Chicago. Then they go to Jersey to take on the Devils Tuesday, the Islanders Thursday, Friday at the Rangers, and Sunday in Columbus, a 3 o'clock start. Then they will be back home on the 7th for the Flames, and that's actually the start of a seven-game homestand in which five of those games are against divisional opponents. Entering today, the Sharks are at 5th in the West with 10 wins, 8 losses, and 1 overtime loss, 21 points on the year. Two points back of the Ducks, who have lost three games in a row. Vegas sits at third with 24 points. The Oilers, second, 28 points. And Calgary in first with 29 points. Trailing the Sharks are the Kings, Vancouver, and at the bottom, the Kraken. Their opponent tonight, however, the Leafs, have won 12 of 14, 29 points, and are in second in the Atlantic, two points back of Florida. For some news around the NHL, for the Kings, Drew Doughty, who has been out with a knee injury since the 22nd of October, did skate in a full-contact jersey for the first time since that injury on Wednesday. He was expected to be out eight weeks overall and six before he resumes skating, so the fact that he is back skating already after just four weeks is definitely ahead of schedule. For Vegas, Max Pacioretty had an assist in his return to the Knights lineup for the first time since he suffered a lower body injury against the Kings back on the 14th of October. Philip Forsberg was back for Nashville on Wednesday. He had been out nine games with an upper body injury. He had two goals in that loss to Vegas. For the Caps, Nicholas Backstrom skated with a non-contact jersey on Wednesday. He's been out because of a hip injury. There is currently no timetable, however, for his return. Max Domi has been fined $5,000 for unsportsmanlike conduct during Wednesday's game against Columbus. At the time of the incident, he was given a double minor for roughing. Nikita Zaitsev was fined $5,000 for his cross-check on Timo Meyer Wednesday night. The Sharks won that game over the Senators 6-3. Also, some good news out of morning skate today. Jonathan Dolan was back on the ice, but at the point of this recording, it is not clear whether or not he will play tonight. For more on tonight's matchup against Toronto, we are joined by Mark Masters of TSN. Mark, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, thankful to be here. Good to be on with you. 
I always like to start out with something that makes me sound witty. Uh, Joseph Wall getting the start tonight. Did he have any other choice in life but to be a goalie with the last name Wall? Yeah, I think he's got brick brick wall in his uh, in his social media bio. So yeah, I mean, pretty much right choice probably for a guy <laughs> named Joseph Wall. So uh, yeah, and, and he certainly played like uh, like one on Sunday, twenty save shutout uh, in his second career NHL start. So he's he's earned himself another look here and a first time in a non back to back situation for him, and seems to be a rallying point for this Leafs team right now. What did you think was the big difference for him between in his first start giving up four goals and then the shutout in the second start? Was it a matter of maybe getting over nerves or was it a better team performance? You know, it's it's way too oversimplified to say the goalie is the is the one reason for any goal given. Yeah, you know what? I think it's both of those things you mentioned. I think Wall, Wall himself was a lot more comfortable uh, less nervous. You know, he didn't have his family in the building. There was a lot of distractions that go into playing your first career NHL game. And the team in front of him was much better uh, than they were in Buffalo, which is his first start, which he won 5-4. Um, and, you know, the Islanders, the opponent, is not really an offensive team to start with, and they were decimated because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of factors went into it, but he still made some big saves at the right time, especially early on when the game was still hanging in the balance. So I, he just looked a lot more comfortable. And even though he allowed four goals in his first game the team felt like he was doing a lot of good things he was confident he was in the right spots and I think he was just a little quieter in that second game and something he can he can build on heading into this one now looking big picture at the team heading into the year and maybe especially with the slow start that they have rectified themselves from how much I mean tell me about the narrative after the disappointment the way that last year ended for Toronto because I mean I I've got some buddies in Toronto and I was texting them because they were media at the game. And I said, I can't believe this. And they said, I don't even know why I bother at this point. And I mean, just the texts from my Canadian friends over the next two weeks, I, it was, it was an unhappy bunch. Yeah, it was rough uh, around the city and the market. Uh, and it really felt like he could have gone sideways in a hurry. They had that four game losing streak. Uh, and now, you know, since then 12 of 14, they're the hottest team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get, I feel like there's a bit of a hangover from the playoff di- disappointment. Um, and you know, I know San Jose fans have certainly experienced playoff disappointments over the years, but imagine never even winning a series, right? Like, yeah. least, you know, I, certainly there's been series. I'm sure sharks fans feel like they, they, their team could have won, should have won, but the Leafs, they, they can't get over that first hurdle. They're up three, one. It was the most, uh, embarrassing and devastating, uh, loss that we've seen in this era, um, you know, your your chief rival that you dominated all regular season and you you blow a 3-1 lead. So uh, coming into this regular season, there was a feel that there was nothing they could really do in the regular season uh, to make up for that, that they had to get to the playoffs. And I feel like that maybe either they were trying too hard or they just didn't have the same focus to start this year. There's a bit of a hangover. So they got that rectified and now they're they're really clicking well. The biggest change has been They've been doing it not necessarily with offense, despite the explosion in Los Angeles a couple mm. of nights ago, but with a more concerted defensive effort and really strong goaltending. Jack Campbell's got the best save percentage amongst starters in the NHL. So um, that's been a bit of a development this year that they've really clamped down. They haven't lost when leading after two, so they've been able to close out games. And that's been kind of the shift that we've seen in, in terms of their mindset this season. In terms of you know the type of game they're playing, I always look at teams when they have explosive offensive talent like that. And I almost feel like sometimes when it doesn't happen, there's a different type of frustration that comes in. Did you feel like that was happening when it was the slow start that there was just a, when you're used to being able to succeed and it doesn't happen, it almost seems like there's a what's wrong with what we're doing type of a dynamic amongst a team, even if there is not necessarily something wrong. 
Yeah, I think the biggest issue early in the season was the fact the defense that was really steady last year, the top six, top four especially, was excellent last year. Uh, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Jake Muzzin, Justin Hall were excellent for the team. The real, a real rock for them. And that, that was a big development that they brought in Jake Muzzin a couple of years ago. They brought in Brody and free agency. It really, really stabilized the back end that had been their Achilles heel. Uh, and what we saw early this season is Muzzin got off to a slow start. Brody got off to a slow start. Justin Hall was so bad that they actually benched him and made him a healthy scratch for five games. Uh, and so what's happened is they've slowly gotten their legs back and that's helped everyone on the breakout. It's helped the whole team look a lot more connected. Certainly the, the forwards have a role to play, um, but they just, the team as a result of the defense being a little slow out of the gates looked really disconnected. So I don't even, you know, sure. There was a bit of cheating for offense early on when they were trailing a lot in games and they were having to scratch and claw their way back. But really the biggest thing has been the defense getting its act together. Uh, and now that's everything is flowing from there. This team got their revenge on LA after uh, losing 5-1 earlier in the year, and then they go down and beat them uh, 6-2 uh, resoundingly on Wednesday night. Is that same mentality in mind for Toronto looking to uh, avenge the earlier loss to San Jose this season? Uh, yeah, they didn't like that loss. That was a that was a that was a tough game, uh, tough game for the least. No one was in a good mood. I, I'm remembering right now after that game, I think Sheldon Keefe kind of got a little feisty in the press conference afterwards. He was being <laughs> asked about Nick Ritchie, who at the time was struggling on the top line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And he's since been demoted currently on the third line. Uh, so they're trying to get him going. But there's certainly been a revenge tour uh, vibe to this trip. I mean, it started on Long Island where John Tavares is public enemy number one. Uh, and they've had some tough times with that Islanders team. So they get the better of them. And then you mentioned Los Angeles. There, there was a lot of uh, motion in that game because Campbell and Jake Muzzin were playing their old teams. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was the first time Campbell and Muzzin had been playing back in that barn since they'd been traded. Um, so now, yeah, I'm sure that that's going to be something that comes up in the film meeting. I'm sure the coaching staff will remember what happened. You know, uh, the, that was a tough one. The Sharks should not have won that game. They were, they were a tired team having played the night before. It was a really actually mature effort by the Sharks. I'm sure they'll be looking to, 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 to draw on that a little bit as well. So yeah, I, I'm sure that the, the Leafs will have that previous loss to the Sharks on their mind as they, as they try and get a, a little bit more revenge on, on this trip. I find it interesting, you know, the Leafs have won 12 of 14 games, mm -hmm. but, and the coaching staff has, has considered giving them a day off. You know, they're in California. The weather I can tell you is much better here <laughs> than back home in Toronto right now. Um, so we're happy to be on this trip, but they've decided not to give them a day off. Like yesterday could have been a day off, you know, the team's red hot. Why not? But, uh, but they decided they wanted to keep the engine going. They wanted to keep everyone engaged, the routines going. They don't want to let their foot off the gas. So that's, I think, a smart play in terms of keeping everyone focused. They put in the rookie goaltender in net just to sharpen that focus tonight because they you saw how they reacted to that shutout on Sunday. They were jumping all over them. They gave them the water shower in the dressing room. So <laughs> there's a lot of what reasons and ways they've tried to get the emotion going into this game because, you know, they're due, let's be honest, the Leafs are due for a clunker. They're due to, to lose a game because they've been so hot, but they want to keep it going. I'm curious what your perceptions are of the Sharks up to this point of the season because this is a team that did better than people expected when they were dealing with the COVID outbreak going 3-2-1, and one, and they posted some surprising wins, whether it's over Carolina, for instance, or whether it was against Toronto earlier this year. I mean, they are around 500, which I think is what everyone expected them to be this year, but they have come up with these surprising wins over really good teams. I'm, in, I'm impressed with San Jose. I mean, they, I'm surprised and impressed. Uh, from what I've seen, they seem to, to, to be playing A, hard, and B, structured. Uh, they're getting good goaltending. 
which is always big. Old friend uh, James Reimer, of course, uh, mm-hmm. was so popular in Toronto. This will be an interesting goaltending matchup because it's really the last two goalies that the Leafs organization has developed itself. Um, that's been an area of, of, of that, that, that the team believes they can improve on is developing goaltenders. So Reimer's been excellent, and that's, you know, you're nowhere without a goaltender. So uh, I've been impressed. I feel like they're punching above their weight. That's my, my view of things so far. And um, we'll see if they can keep it going. It's a, such a long season. It's such a long grind. Your depth is going to be tested, but this has been a pretty uh, positive start, I would say, to the season for the, for the San Jose Sharks. And this will be another big test for, for them tonight against the hottest team in the NHL. Just looking league wide now, and I know that you, you know you haven't seen every game and seen every team, obviously. But I feel like right now, when I look across the standings, there's a pretty good argument to be made for Toronto having rectified things that they are now the best team in the NHL or Carolina or Florida right now. Do, do you agree with that perception, or how are you viewing things, or do you even not want to mm-hmm. try and assess things at you know the not even the quarterway mark? Yeah, we're planning the parade in Toronto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. I mean, U.S. Thanksgiving obviously has a very uh, important role, I think, for a lot of hockey people. You kind of are what you are at that point. I'm not sure it's that cut and dry. There's there's room for wiggle, for, for teams to wiggle around, to, to make charges, to to even fall back. So, But, it, it you know, it's an important to establish your identity, certainly. And I think both these teams we're going to see tonight have established a bit of their, or if not their entire identity so far in terms of a roadmap for how they have to win. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Leafs are certainly in terms of the elite teams right now, they're up there, but as I mentioned, and as we, we touched on earlier in this discussion, nothing's going to matter until they prove it in the playoffs. Cause they looked like a, an elite team all of last regular season for the most part. And then we know what happened when it met, really mattered, uh, come, come the playoffs. So yes, I think they're in that grouping. Florida hasn't lost at home. I mean, they've been amazing. Uh, Toronto's still chasing them in, in, in the Atlantic. The Atlantic is really top heavy. I mean, you got the defending Stanley cup champs, two time defending cup champs. Florida has been the best team in the division out of the gates. Mm-hmm. And then Boston has sort of been Toronto's bugaboo. Um, and they did beat Boston very convincingly at yeah. home this season, but, um, it's, it's, it's hard to, to get a real read on where you stand. Uh, I got to tell you, it's fun to, to play other teams, though, because you get a, a better sense because last year it got a little boring playing the same six Canadian teams <laughs> over and over again. And certainly the North Division got a little bit of criticism for maybe not being the deepest. So um, you get a better sense right now. And yes, I would put Toronto in that top top group, at least to start this regular season. Mark, brilliant, man. Love your work. Appreciate you uh, being generous with your time. And I'll see you at the tank tonight. Yeah, indeed. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Again, that was Mark Masters of TSN. Now we are lucky enough to be joined by Chris Cuthbert, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada in San Jose for tonight's game against Toronto. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Just looking at Toronto right now, you know, they had the slow starts. And I'm curious because you get the different perspective than we do here in the Bay Area, but especially after the way last season ended, with the slow start, what was the attitude around media fans when things weren't going well for Toronto? Well, it was a playoff hangover for sure. And, you know, the irony of it is that after the disappointment again in the playoffs, everybody said this team will not be judged by anything but what they do in the postseason. So in the first month, they are terrible. And everybody started judging them. And everybody was ready to jump <laughs> off a cliff, I think, uh, because uh, – uh, things were not going well at all, and uh, it it really hit uh, hit the low point in a seven one loss against the Penguins in Pittsburgh. But 
once the calendar flipped over to November, it's been the best team in the NHL. They've, uh, they've won 12 of 14. They're 10 and two in November. And uh, all of a sudden the play, uh, the uh, parade routes are uh, being planned once again in Toronto. It's going to be Joseph Wall in net for Toronto tonight. It'll be his third professional start. Obviously his first appearance gave up four goals. Second appearance gives up nothing. Obviously, it's way too small of a sample size to really take anything away from that. But my, whenever I see a goalie come in and have a rough night, followed it by a really good night, I think nerves had to be a factor in that first performance. Yeah, I, th- I think for sure. And he talked about that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of outside noise when you're playing your first game in the NHL. The family has to, you know, the family all comes in to watch the game and they were delighted. Actually, I, I don't think he played poorly in Buffalo. The team did not play great in front of him. It was a loose game. I talked about the lack of offense by the Leafs. The Leafs did score five that night, but they did not play well uh, defensively. In fact, that's the only time I think in the last eight games they've given up more than two goals. And mm-hmm. I, I think you you put that more on the team than the goaltender, but uh, he was sharp on, on uh, Long Island in the new building UBS. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you saw the post-game celebration, but it kind of had that playoff feel to it. They <laughs> showered him with water bottles when he came in, but he was solid. Uh, he was comfortable, solid. And to be honest with you, I don't think the Leafs knew much about Joseph Wall coming into the season, uh, but Michael Hutchinson did not play great in, in uh, some relief roles, including the start against San Jose. So uh, the Wall got a look in Buffalo. It was enough to get another look. And uh, I think they've accelerated this third start because of how well he played mm-hmm. against the Islanders, uh, just to make sure that Jack Campbell doesn't uh, have too much of a burden because I think they'd like to see Campbell play maybe at tops 50 games and he was on pace for 62 uh, coming into his next start if it was tonight. So uh, so Walls earned it and now we'll see if uh, he can increase that sample size. What are your perceptions of the San Jose Sharks up to this point of the year? Well, I, I think it's a team we're, we're still learning a lot about with all these rookies that, uh, you know, that's uh, it, it's it's not your it's not your dad's San Jose Sharks for sure. Uh, I had a good chat with James Reimer about that, though, because he was here with Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe for a short period of time and mm-hmm. talked about how the culture has been carried over by people like Logan Couture. Of course, Brent Burns was part of that you know, established culture, but it's carried over. And, and so uh, uh, I think that's, uh, that's something that's, uh, that's impressive. Uh, I've always been a Tomas Hurdle fan. Uh, I, I know when I worked at, uh, at uh, the other uh, place in Canada, they did a top 50 ratings and I, I put Hurdle in my top 50 after mm-hmm. his, his 30 goal season. So I, I, you know, I think there's still a lot of guys. It's good to see Timo Meyer playing the way I think people in San Jose had hoped and expected. And Mario Ferraro is a guy that I'm looking forward to watching more. Uh, he's a guy that I was a little bit surprised to see on Team Canada at the World Championships. And then you start watching him uh, on at the World Championships, and and there was no surprise at all. He yeah. played great. So uh, and he's playing great this year. So uh, a lot of good things, but a lot of young players that uh, we're we're getting to know a little better. Chris, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're busy, so I will let you go, but I look forward to seeing you at uh, at the tank tonight. Awesome, Ted. Good stuff. Appreciate it. 
Again, that was the incomparable Chris Cuthbert joining us here on The Build Up. Getting a little bit of sound starting to trickle in from Sharks Morning Skate today. Here's head coach Bob Bugner on what the team needs to do tonight against Toronto. Uh, you know, we know they're a team that obviously uh, starts quick. And, and uh, you know, that night we didn't have the best of starts. And, and uh, we waited around a little bit to find our game. Find our game, I think, tonight, uh, as we talked about on the ice, is about... Uh, Making sure we're ready. I mean, these guys have been hot. Um, you know, their offense, we saw the game the other night against LA. Um, you know, we got to come with that mindset like we did uh, against Carolina, against Washington at times, again, the third period against Ottawa. We can't get into a um, you know, back and forth trading chances game with these guys. Big one tonight as the Sharks play host to Toronto, who've won 12 of 14, battle 730 from the tank. Of course, catch all the action right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.